The Rebrand Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Welcome to the Rebrand Podcast, an I Hear Everything production. This podcast tells the stories of world-changing marketing campaigns as told by the people who build them. In each episode, you'll hear an earful of brilliance from a marketer who has brought an iconic brand to life. Ready to hear the secrets and untold stories behind the brand you love? Then sit back, relax, and get ready for the rebrand. Here's the host of the Rebrand Podcast, the CEO of the Harkey Group, Scott Harkey. All right, welcome to the Rebrand Podcast. I have a very special guest today, a longtime friend, her husband and I and her have all been friends for probably a decade. So it's fun to see kind of her journey. So as you know, we're going to tell untold stories of world-changing brand campaigns as told by marketers who built them. So I'm Scott Harkey. I'm the founder of the Harkey Group, which is a holding company of uh, independently owned, specialized in integrated ad agencies. So I have Mindy Weinstein, who is the CEO at Market Mindshift, which is a digital marketing company that helps large businesses across the US and abroad increase their customer base and organic traffic. She's been doing that since 2016. I've used her in the past. I've had her ghostwrite books for friends of mine. I remember when she was teaching at GCU, she's had students come over. So just a, a badass entrepreneur and marketing person that we're going to talk about understanding the power of scarcity. So really cool topic. She's got a book called, I think, something around scarcity. I should know this. I'm not seeing it in my notes, but I'm sure we'll get into it. All right. So let's just jump right into it. We got Mindy Weinstein, CEO at Market Mindshift. What's up? Oh, hey, it's great to be here. And I've been so excited to do this with you because we do have that history. So we're gonna have lots of fun. Yay. So tell us about your career, Mindy. Like, I mean, I've I've known you wearing a, a bunch of different hats, and of course, your husband and I produced a radio show like forever ago. Feels <laughs> like so. Maybe give the audience maybe just a taste of kind of your background and what you're doing right now. Yeah, yeah, and I'll actually then get into even the why behind my book because I keep getting that question too. Of like, you wrote a scarcity book, but yet you were in SEO and digital marketing. Like, how does that all play together? So, I mean, I've always been a marketer. So when I went to undergrad, that's what I studied. And I remember at the time, it wasn't like I went in thinking like, oh, I want to be a marketing professional. I wanted to be a writer. And basically, my dad told me I can major in business or business. (laughs) I'm like, well, I guess I'll go that route. And the first marketing class I took, I'm like, this is so interesting. And I realized the power of the messaging that you do and the importance of understanding your audience. And so I ended up just in traditional marketing. And then in 2007 is when I really made this shift into digital marketing. And at that time, if you think about 2007, that was the Wild West, I feel like. It wasn't even called digital marketing. It was called web marketing. And then we went to internet marketing to now the cooler version of digital marketing. But I got started as a writer. So that's what I got into. And at the time, I remember when I was pivoting, 
I had a family member tell me that I should consider writing for websites and doing blogs. And I didn't even know that was a job. I didn't know that was a thing. And so I started trying it out, kind of doing it on my own as a freelancer. And then I ended up getting hired by an agency based in Virginia. And so I was remote because I was on the West Coast and then also in Arizona. And I just worked my way up. So by the time I left that agency five years later, I went from being a writer to being their content manager to being their content director, then their director of SEO and content. And that's what got me to the SEO side. Because I basically took over the other department. And by the time I left, there was 45 people that I was in charge of. So it was a pretty amazing journey. And then I got recruited by a very technical SEO company. And what was ironic about it is I didn't set out to do SEO. I'm more of the creative side. Like I love the messaging and reaching people with words, but there is an SEO element to that. And there's even psychology in all of it. And what was ironic is the company I ended up working for, um, it's called Bruce Clay, very technical SEO, but I had actually gone to a Bruce Clay training, sat on the front row because I knew nothing about SEO. I had just taken over a division and I knew nothing about it. I went in a little bit too arrogant of like, SEO can't be that hard. And then I realized it was really hard. And so by the time though they recruited me, I was doing their trainings and in charge of a very technical SEO team. And I mean, we were working with clients like Nickelodeon and Facebook and some major players. And then 2016, I decided I didn't want to travel anymore. So I ended up just quitting and uh, started my own thing. And here I am today. But during all that, like I love teaching. And so I started teaching as an adjunct and then also eventually became full-time at Grand Canyon University as a marketing instructor. So I was doing that, running my business. And then I'll try to give you like the very fast version, even though I'm probably still prolonging it. But then during that whole journey, if um, you know anything about the academic world, having a doctorate is really important. And so I did obtain my PhD and my dissertation was on scarcity. That's why I have a book now about scarcity. And so I can give you a little more insight, but that's like the high level of why I'm sitting here today talking about, about this. That's perfect. And what's so cool about this podcast is, in fact, I just talked to Ben the other day and a little humble brag here. I try to just be myself and have a marketing conversation. And I know that as people in the marketing business, we have similar minds. And the things that I feel like I'm thinking about, other people want to ask and want to know too. And I try not to be as scripted. And I want this to just be like a marketing conversation. And and then we can get some insights. Like imagine you're driving to work and you're like popping into a 10-minute quick marketing conversation about a topic that maybe you need some reassurance you're going the right way or you need a brush up or you want to dive deeper. And for it to be in like normal speak and not to like pump ourselves up like we know everything. And so this background is perfect. This is exactly what I because I'm interested. I was curious of your jump, but you've kind of been my SEO whisperer in the past. (laughs) And I think I could call you and ask like questions I didn't want to ask other people. And hey, is is SEO bullshit? Like what is going on? (laughs) Right. And the the different trends of SEO have been really interesting from like content to video to like how you're structuring your website. So I know I've leaned on you in the past around a lot of SEO. And some of the takeaways I've had from you in the past are build a great brand and have the website be optimized for all the devices, especially mobile, put out really good content, build authority, build trust, and then the search engines put you organically where they're at. Of course, adding paid doesn't hurt and things like that. Where are you at today with SEO is my first question. And maybe let's have a kind of an SEO conversation before we get into the scarcity book. And then my second maybe parking lot question I want to ask is is around as a writer, what chat GPT is 
pumping out in terms of content and copy and what that means to copywriters and writers. So that's my parking lot question. My first question is around the state of maybe SEO today. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, oh my gosh. So SEO is so different. And I have been in it a long time. I actually now feel like an SEO dinosaur because I feel like anyone who's <laughs> I don't been think in much it... has changed, honestly. Like well, so, build yeah, a good brand, yeah. be an authority, produce content, right. you know, have links back, do PR, you know, make sure the site's technically on point and load times aren't slow and shit. I don't know. I think that's what I'm hearing too. Yeah. But. No, I mean, and those things are accurate. And so really when it comes to SEO, I mean, there are the fundamentals. And that's what's interesting is that with all of the updates that Google's done, which they're always doing updates, and they just did a large one not that long ago, it's always to create a better experience for people who end up on the website. And really shouldn't that be what we all want to do anyway? Because if we do all that work and we're trying to game the system to get someone to our site, but they get there and they're like, well, that didn't answer my question or this copy is really bad or where's the sense of urgency, they're just going to click on the back button and it really, you just wasted your time. So for me, SEO today is a ton of getting the messaging right. So that of course does incorporate keywords. I feel like we don't talk as much about keywords, but that all that is, is just figuring out what are people wanting to know? I mean, that's all it is. You go to Google and you see the questions and answers. So figuring out who you're trying to target, what do they want to know? Do you answer that question? Do you answer it sufficiently? And then there's a digital PR piece to it now. So to me, that's link building of today. It's let's now get our message out there and let's share our message. And that gets you backlinks, that gets you that exposure. And yeah, 100% on the technical side. But to me, it's still the whole underlying of we're just trying to reach people. And I feel like that's where people go wrong with SEOs or like try to do these little like, hey, I'm gonna do this hack and guess what everyone this worked. Well, that's the stuff that's short lived. I mean, that's the stuff that ends up getting penalized eventually. So just really know who you're trying to reach and make sure it's the right wording for them and and then get the message out there. And I think the emphasis that you said, which and I think the more in marketing we can humanize things instead of getting into like our head with tech and hacks and all these, you know, latest and greatest things that come and go. It's really just going back to answering questions from people. That's what works. And from a tech side, you'd be like, it's all about long tail. But yeah, no, long tail is just answering some long tail keyword right. optimization, you know, we yeah. get in our heads. But all right, well, I think you've we've beat up SEO. Let's get into the scarcity. <laughs> Talk to us about scarcity. What, what what do you mean by that? I know from a sales perspective, I have a lot of thoughts about scarcity and I'm really intrigued. So help us understand why the book and why it's relevant to marketing. Okay, so here's the why behind the book and just totally being candid. So when I went for my PhD, I did not want to take and do another business degree. Like I already had my marketing degree. I had an MBA. It's so like, I don't want to study business again. Like I need to do something different. And what's marketing? Marketing psychology. So I went the general... It's My PhD has a super long title, but basically general psychology. I mean, let's just stick with that. And so when I was going to look into my dissertation, I wanted to write on a topic that would actually be of interest in something that I could apply in my, in my marketing world. And so I knew I wanted to do something on influence. And so I'd already read Robert Cialdini's books. I'd actually met him. He's, he's local to us. So he's in Tempe. And I was really fascinated by influence and persuasion. And then when I started trying to dig into like, well, what should my focus be? I realized that of all the influence factors, scarcity is actually the strongest because it's primal. 
But at the same time, I think even myself as a marketer completely misunderstand it. And I just think scarcity is just trying to make something urgent and that's it. And that's actually only a small sliver of what it really is. So scarcity is any type of unavailability or restriction. So there's so many different directions you could take with it. So I did this whole dissertation, you know, you have to defend it. I graduated, did all that. And then COVID hit. And then when there was a toilet paper shortage, I remember turning to Mike, my husband, and I was like, holy crap, like this is my dissertation playing out in real life. And I thought, you know, this could be a book because again, it's such a misunderstood like factor of influence. Yet if we used it the right way, we could have fun with it. I mean, there's so many things you can do. And so I ended up contacting some publishers after I went through an agent and McGraw-Hill picked it up pretty quickly, actually. So I knew I was on to something. And then even that was interesting. So I'd spent like three years just doing all this research, research, research and testing and all of that on the scarcity principle. But then when I started working on my book, I started doing interviews with different executives And then even with that, I still felt like I was learning because like, oh my gosh, there's all these different brands using this and they're not using it in the way you would think of, oh, I'm just going to make this urgent or it's just going to be a drop and that's why everyone's going to want it. And I realized that there's like tons of benefits of scarcity that we don't even think about. So that's kind of what led to the whole thing. And you probably, most of us are probably using scarcity more than we think and we're probably falling for it more than we think. We think we've got ourselves under control, but... It's pretty powerful. Okay. So what comes to mind is a podcast I had uh, maybe a week or two ago with a PR expert who was really helping minority-owned businesses, women-owned businesses with doing their own PR in-house, which was a really cool service for small businesses and really exploring opportunities of how to get better PR and how to really just do it yourself. I thought it was a, that was a great idea. And she talked a lot about bro marketing and some of the past kind of bullshitty marketing that like does involve scarcity tactics. So I want to dive into that. But here's what we're going to do. I've, I've told my producer, we're going to try to keep these a little shorter, you know, because I'm a, I'm a dork and I want like 85, 90% you through or listen through or whatever. So let's tease how business can leverage scarcity into our next episode. So we're going to end right there. Big thanks to Mindy Weinstein, CEO at Market Shift for joining us. And part two of this interview is just what I I just mentioned. Uh, We're going to talk about how brands leverage scarcity to grow. So I know this is going to cliffhanger a lot of you to come back, which will make our stats look better. And that's what we're all about is stats here. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, if you want to learn more about Mindy, you can find her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. So her book website, powerofscarcity.com. Oh, I like that. That's freaking good. One more show note I want to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes, we're going to have it on our website. You know the deal, blah, 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 blah. If you want to hear about uh, the most powerful impact marketing campaign that you know of, please apply. Just approve like five the other week. I mean, people are just randomly reaching out. Like, I'm a nerd. I mean, I just had one of the chief strategy officers of like White and Kennedy must be on the show. And I was like, hell yeah, we're going somewhere with this podcast. My producer was even telling us like, okay, what we're going to talk about. I'm like, no, I don't care. Get him on. I want to have him on again. I saw their presentation about the widened work they did for McDonald's. I was freaking blown away. I have a huge crush on White and Kennedy, one of my favorite agencies. So little, I'm going to tease that. We're going to have... Uh, at least I, I approved the show. So I don't, I'm hoping he's coming on. He reached out to us cold to come on. So I'm like, hell yeah, we're making an impact. Again, we keep increasing subscribers. I heard the other day, I keep saying we're just around 5,000. We're actually now 7,000 subscribers. We've now gotten over 50,000 downloads on the show, which is insane. So the only reason that's happening is all you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm just hacking stuff together. So the fact that you guys are listening and getting something out of it, freaking 
and love it. I am putting time and effort into it to do the best that we can. We've got a great producer. We're getting really good guests. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Remember, it's never too late to rebuild, reboot, or rebrand. 